Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Now, it would be remiss of us today not to mention the passing of Sarah Harding, who died on Sunday morning after a 15-month battle with breast cancer. Dr. Sasha Howell, who treated Sarah, says breast cancer has high survival rates in women in their 50s and 60s, but more needs to be done to identify and screen younger women. Now, I am going to speak to Jennifer Zimmerman from the Maria Keating Foundation in a second, but just before I do that, I just want to go to Ashley, my own producer, who just told me in my year a couple of minutes ago about how she felt she was disregarded recently when she wanted to get a check. What happened, Ashley? Yeah, so basically before the pandemic hit, I suppose two years ago, I found a lump in my breast. And, you know, being the hypochondriac that I am, I went to the doctor and my doctor was very good. You know, she she kind of, you know, felt it and all the rest of it and said, look, you know, I don't think there's anything to worry about, but I will refer you on just because we have to, you know, we have to double check these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so eventually when I got referred and because of my age, I'm 32, I can't get um, mammogram. a mammogram. Yeah. So it's well, you can unless you, unless you go privately, I suppose. No, yeah, not it? even yeah. that. They say your breast tissue is too dense. Oh, okay. At that right. age, um, okay. so when I went into the uh, the hospital, uh, I got first checked over by the um, by the doctor there, and the way I kind of was treated, the nurses were fantastic, and obviously I was very worried, and I was, you know, also having to do having to show yourself to like a male doctor as well. I was, yeah. you know, it was wasn't a nice experience, but had to be done. And the first thing he said when he walked into the room is he looked at me and said. <laughs> How old are you? So he kind of disregarded you a little bit. Yeah, there was a complete disregard of... And did you feel a little bit silly then being there at that stage then? Well, I I felt a bit stupid, yeah, of course I did. And look, you know, he he checked it and he goes, look, I don't think there's anything to worry about, but I'll I'll send you for an ultrasound. But there was this kind of, it was a kind of a fobbing off kind of... Just go through the motions. You're too young to be dealing with this. What even in here talking about it? And really lucky enough, when I went for the ultrasound, everything was fine above board and I'm Mm. thankful. But at the same time, there was this, this dismissive air about, sure, look how old okay. you are, you wouldn't be, you okay, wouldn't well, be well, having well, this. Well, thank you for that, Ashley. And let me just go to Jennifer Simmerman, who is Director of Communications uh, from the Maria Keating Foundation. By the way, a foundation that gets very little funding from the state and obviously has to do the, a lot of their own fundraising. After uh, Ronan Keating's mother, of course, sadly passed away with cancer. Jennifer, good afternoon to you. Hi, Niall. How are you doing? Now, you've heard Ashling's uh, account there. And, of course, this story of Sarah Harding, where the doctor himself said more needs to be done to identify and screen younger women. This is becoming an increasing problem and not being identified. Is that, is that a common story that you hear, Jennifer? Yeah, Niall, I think what's really important just to focus on, I guess, and to give people reassurance, I think Sarah's story... Um, is particularly tragic and, and difficult for people to hear because of her age. Obviously, 39 is, is far too young to die. Um, and because she was so open and bravely so with sharing the fact that she herself had noticed a symptom but delayed getting help, I think people feel kind of invested in Sarah's story. And so to hear of her death, you know, is incredibly tragic. And obviously, our thoughts are with her friends and family at this time. But the most important thing to focus on from Sarah's story is her message of early detection. And that's really where we have enormous power over um, any outcome that may come, you know, by by mm-hmm. recognising what's normal for yourself and for your own body, being breast aware and doing regular self-checking, um, we give ourselves the opportunity to go to our GP early um, and to get their advice. And are women doing it? Are young women doing it? Just like I suppose we always tell men as well, you know, testicular mm-hmm. cancer, you know, have a quick feel every now and again, make sure everything <laughs> feels normal. Are women and lads, you say that to lads and they kind of go, oh, we'll just stop here with that. But are women the same in that respect? Women tend to be more conscious of their health than men anyway. So are they checking enough or how often should they check? 
Yeah, I mean, look, I think absolutely we can say that women are, are breast aware in that uh, survival rates for breast cancer are now at over 85% for five-year survival. Um, That's a and great that figure, isn't it? It it's is. A, a, it's, a, it's an amazing figure. And from where, you know, when, when Marie Keating herself passed away from breast cancer to where we are now over those 23 years, that survival rate has increased. Is it 23 years? Big, is it 23 years? It is, yeah. Just Gosh, over 23 it doesn't seem that ago. long. And actually, you know, I suppose Marie Keating had a similar story to Sarah in that she was a bit older, 51, but she herself ignored um, a symptom um, mm. that then turned out to be cancer. Um, and, and tragically, obviously, she, she isn't with us today. If she if she was still alive, she would only be 72 or 3. Yeah. Um, so could very well be, be with us still. Um, but that's the message that the Marie Keating Foundation tries to um, to amplify is the fact that we have con- control to some degree over um, our diagnosis of cancer. If you notice changes, don't sit back and do nothing because the odds are it will be okay. You know, I mean, early detection is the key because the longer it goes, the less chance of survival, I suppose. That's like any other cancer. Indeed, exactly. Um, And I, but but, I mean, to answer your first question, I do think that women are breast aware. I do think um, that, you know, women do pay attention to changes in their body, but that doesn't mean that the message needs to stop. Um, particularly COVID, you know, definitely put people generally, not just women, off going to see their GP. There was an awful lot of fear around mm-hmm. um, engaging with primary care and with the hospital services. So, you know, it really is important that people understand that th- there is no need to delay. GPs want to see you if you are concerned. And there are very clear GP guidelines now around referrals for breast cancer symptoms. Um, so I'm a so- young woman and I'm 29 years of age. And I do a quick examination of myself and I go, oh, that didn't, I didn't feel that the other day. That's a bit odd. Mm-hmm. What, what should I do? Call your GP immediately. Um, ask, explain that you found a lump or, or other symptoms. It's really important to understand that it's not just lumps in relation to breast cancer. It can be other signs and symptoms. They're on our website, mariekeaton.ie, and we have a really simple video that shows you how to do a, um, a breast examination on yourself. So please obviously go and watch that. But if you do notice anything different, explain that when you ring up uh, to speak to your GP. Ask, say that you would like to come in for a breast examination that you're worried um, and they will make an appointment for you. Your GP will will more than likely examine your breasts um, Mm -hmm. themselves. Um, and then if they are concerned, they will refer on to the triple assessment clinic. Now, what Ashley said go. about a mammogram, I wasn't aware of yeah. that. But OK, so mammograms are only done from what age, from what age onwards? So it's important to distinguish here between screening and between symptomatic. Okay. So they're two entirely different processes. OK. So screening in Ireland um, for breast is from the age of 50 upwards. And screening is for the well population. It's for people who have no signs and symptoms. And um, and then they are called routinely for screening because at that point you are at an increased risk of breast cancer due to your age. Yeah. But anyone with symptoms would be referred on to the symptomatic triple assessment clinic, and that's an entirely different, um, entirely different journey. And effectively, what Ashton said is right. I suppose the younger we are, the more dense our breasts are generally. Although older people can have dense breasts. So a mammogram may not have been appropriate, but what Ashling did receive was an ultrasound, which is entirely appropriate and which gave her doctor and Ashling the reassurance that mm. her symptom was not cancerous. It is disappointing how she felt when she went and the doctor said to her, you know, well, kind of more or less looked at her and said, what the hell are you doing here? You're only in your 30s. That's a bit disappointing, isn't it? I suppose that she should be taken more seriously. Yeah, look, I think um, everybody deserves... Um, to be given kind of respect and dignity when they present, whether at primary level mm. or in hospitals. Um, and but what I would say is that Ashling got the correct standard of care for what she presented with. Yeah. Um, but obviously, yes. I mean, it's, it's important that people feel like um, that they are listened to. 
um, and that they are treated, um, as I said, with respect. And what I I, what's, the, what's the age that you would recommend, Jennifer, that young women start to do, you know, self-checks? I mean, what, what age is, is, is the age where you've, we've noticed that women start to get breast cancer or can get breast cancer? What's the start? There, there, there's no age at, at which at which you can start from. As I say, it's more common in over 50, but it can happen earlier. And we run a number of support programs where we do see women who are in their 30s and 40s um, with breast cancer. The most important thing is that we run a schools cancer awareness program where we are in uh, in schools via Zoom or in person increasingly now, thankfully. Um, and from the age uh, where we usually focus our program on transition year and above. And in that program, we do talk to these young women about being breast aware. It's, it's, it's not that you could have breast cancer then, but it's about getting into that routine. It's like putting sunscreen on when you get up in the morning to protect you from skin cancer. Once a month, women generally should be um, self-checking and being aware of their breasts. What's normal for them? Does it look different? Does it feel different? Can I see redness? Do I feel pain? Is my, has my nipple changed? Can I feel a lump? And also making sure they're feeling up along the collarbone and um, in their armpits Because as well it's not just the changes. breast, it's that whole uh, muscle sort of thing that extends right yeah, up to your shoulder, yes. Yeah, yeah, so it can, it can extend up and, and across. Okay. And also for men as well, look, it's obviously far, far um, less common in men, but it does happen. Um, so it's important that men are aware as well. And in relation to the Maria Keating Foundation, because I know, I know you guys do wonderful work, it's been a difficult 18 months, I imagine, for fundraising, because I know you get very little from the government. How have you managed to that? Oh, I know you got the, the Ladies Mini Marathon is coming up soon. Uh, that will help a little bit, I suppose. Uh, but how are you managing or how are you getting on? Yeah, look, it has. It's been extremely challenging almost two years now for everybody, I think. But certainly... Um, we rely very heavily on the generosity of the public um, and through our events-based fundraising, we haven't received one cent of government funding this year for any of our services. So it has been really challenging and we really appreciate all the support that we do get from the public. Things like the Mini Marathon or we have um, an, a run coming up in October for, for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. People getting behind I heard it, I heard um, Ronan and Orti the other day talking about the gig that was on last week as well. That was uh, Yeah, Concert for Cancer was, was amazing for us. Now, Did you raise I, much of that or was there, was there a good uh, a good reaction to that in the end? There was. Look, look I mean, we had an amazing reaction. The Irish public are some of the most generous people in the world and time and, a time, and time again they do come out and they do support. Unfortunately, we didn't hit our target um, okay. for that night. So I suppose we, we are looking at what that means in terms of service provision for next year. Um, and, you know, if anybody ha- is able, has the means to, to make a donation, we'd greatly appreciate I know, it. I know Ronan had mentioned they got 480,000, I think, the year previously or something like that. And, and yeah, we hit to... just over 500,000. We were yeah. kind of aiming for similar now, but uh, we, we haven't got there. We're, we're about half. Okay. Just still still counting at the minute, but okay. Um, yeah. Well, look, well, look. Hopefully, maybe a few more donations will come in as well. Um, you know, the, I always look for something good out of something bad, and this is really a sad event, of course, with the passing of Sarah Harding. Mm-hmm. But if one good thing comes out of it, and one young woman goes to a doctor and has something assessed and gets an early diagnosis, and it saves her life, or if indeed the Marie Keating Foundation get a lot more donations to help more women, I think it's a mm-hmm. good thing that will come out of it. Yeah, I, I think that that, that is the, the message to focus on today, Niall, for sure, is the fact that Sarah was brave enough to share her story, share the fact that she ignored a symptom, and we should all learn a lesson from that and just take ownership. If you notice a change, go to your GP. It's probably nothing, but give yourself a chance of getting that good news. All right, well, listen, thank you very much indeed. Jennifer Zimmerman, uh, Director of Communications for the Maria Keating Foundation. I appreciate you coming on the air. And that is the message in relation to all cancers, of course, is early diagnosis. And John Wall, who's been an advocate uh, for cancer and has talked, about, talked to us many times on the air with prostate cancer, joins me as well on the line. John, good afternoon to you. 
Kyle, good afternoon. Good to talk to you again. Good. Now, I got a message to me there just when we were talking about that and I asked Ashling to give you a quick call because you said age profiling is a very regular occurrence when it comes to cancer patients. Obviously, you heard Ashling talking about how she felt she was kind of disregarded because she was a young woman. Do you, but that happened in your situation too. It did, yeah. And that's, that's, it's, it's important that uh, those of us that have experience of, of age profiling, which I guess um, is the notion out there that uh, you're too young to actually be diagnosed with a particular type of illness or cancer in this case. Mm. Yeah, with myself, I presented several times with uh, problems, which I now know was prostate cancer, but um, I was, uh, I wouldn't call it dismissed. It was just, I was a very, very unusual case. I was far too young, allegedly, at the time to be diagnosed with, with ultimately what I was diagnosed with. Mm-hmm. But the point is that age profiling, uh, we're learning now, is not something that, that works. It's not something that should be relied upon. If, if you notice something, a change in your body, uh, for whatever reason, there's a reason for it. So I would say to people, don't be dismissed. Uh, do your research. In my case, uh, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer and um, mm-hmm. my, my GP thought it was prostatitis. Uh, and we can, we can say now with the benefit of hindsight that every marker that was, that was the bloods that were taken and the signs that were shown pointed straight to advanced prostate cancer. But my age would, would have suggested that that wasn't uh, the norm at the time. It very much is for a lot of people. And it's not just about breast cancer. It's about no, nobody knows their own body better than they themselves. Knew. Yeah. So if you notice something, you go to a GP. Sometimes, you know, it may be you might have to convince somebody to go for that, that test, the MRI, the, the scan, the X-ray, whatever the case may be. But do it. Don't don't rely wholly. People always uh, believe, particularly lads, for some reason, believe we're an inconvenience to everybody, and they kind of go, "Ah, I'd be grand. I'd be grand. Ah, yeah, so out of a pain in my side, or a pain in my back, or a pain here, or a pain in my chest, I'll be grand. Sure, I'll be fine. I'll be grand next week. Look, sure, if not now, if it's still there next week, I'll go next week. And yeah, we kind of put things changing. off, don't we? Thankfully, we're changing in that regard. We're we're talking to each other. We're talking to our families. We're becoming uh, a lot more open and honest about our bodies, about parts of our bodies that traditionally, you know, if it didn't come up in a joke, it, it, didn't, it didn't happen, it wasn't discussed. But now, our bodies are what keep, keeps us alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what gives us life. So we must look after them. Yeah. In the same way, as I've, I've said many years ago, that we look after our cars, we service them regularly. And, and, that, and that's garage. exactly it. If you noticed a funny noise in your car that you've never heard you before... Bring, you bring it to the garage. Yeah, bring it to the, the garage. Notice, that's the thing. If you notice a funny, a funny noise with yourself... Uh, it'll be grand. It'll be grand. It'll be grand. It'll, be grand. it'll go away. It'll sometimes, go away to tone. Sometimes, sometimes that's just not the case. And I just want to echo what Jen is saying there with the work that the foundation um, do. It's remarkable, Niall. It's absolutely remarkable. It is very remarkable. Quietly, very mm. quietly in the background, uh, underneath the radar, they're helping so many people, cancer patients and their families right across the country. I know many, many people who've benefited from uh, the work that the Marie Keating Foundation do. And I would urge anyone that gets the, the opportunity to support and assist in any way the foundation. They're, they're a remarkable bunch. And Liz Yates, the CEO, um, she's doing an incredible job there. I've had great, great time for them. I really do. I really, really do. And it's, it's, it's something you talk about, the funding there. I know they. I know they actually had oh. a campaign themselves. Stand up for your prostate. That was, that right, was last yeah. year. That was the Marie Keating Foundation. So uh, they do deal with all types of cancer as well. Just to mention, not just breast cancer. If people Absolutely. want to donate, you Absolutely. can go to the website and there. nationwide. Mm-hmm. And it is important that we talk about prostate cancer, testicular cancer, uh, breast cancer, ovarian cancer, all these different cancers, which are all preventable. When I say not preventable, should I say they're all treatable if they're caught early. 
And you mentioned breast cancer. There's mm. not many men know that breast cancer is applicable to guys also. <laughs> it is quite rare. It's more. It's, it's a lot rare. Very yeah. rare, yes. But, but it still uh, can happen, absolutely, because yeah, we do have breast tissue as well. That is correct. It's a yeah. test I had to have done myself, but uh, fortunately came up negative on that one. Um, and how are you now, by the way? I know you've stage four prostate cancer. How are you now? I'm doing John? really well. Really, really. I'm, I'm restricting movements at the moment, unfortunately. But aside from that, um, doing really, really well. Um, mm. I've been very, very fortunate. But that's because uh, I've had um, the treatment that I've had at home and abroad uh, has brought me to this point in time and uh, it has allowed me to, to converse with you today. And the, um, and the diet you're on, does the, are you on a particular diet because of the prostate? I should be. Uh, my diet should be a little bit better than it is. Uh, but I, I think for me, it's a combination of... Um, Quality of, of life. Living, of, of living yes. in there as well. Yeah. And, you know, I could, spend, I could spend the rest of my days, you know, adhering to the, the rule book 110%. Uh, but there's there's um, there's living that has to be done as well, and yeah. you know there's there's a fine line there, and uh, most of the time I get it right, and sometimes I might say I might get yeah. it wrong every now and again. But well, look, you're in, you're in good spirits. I just see your tweets every now and again, so I always know you're still there. <laughs> so you're in, and you're in good spirits, John, and you always have a lot to say. In fairness, and you've been a great advocate for over the last couple of years, and I know I've spoken to you many times. And thank you very much, and I appreciate you coming on the air today to talk to us. Thanks a lot, man. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. All right. Now, there you go. There's the message from men and women, by the way, uh, particularly women today after the death of Sarah Harding. Uh, and John, as well, mentioning the fact you're never too young to go and get checked, no matter what it is, if you're a man or a woman, if it's your testicles, if it's your prostate, if it's your breasts, if it's whatever, you're never too young. Be you male or female, just check. If something feels different, if something feels wrong, just go and get it checked. As John rightly pointed out, you know, if you've noticed a funny feeling, you know, in your car, a funny sound or a, kind of the steering isn't quite right, or you'd immediately go to a garage. You know, if you have a new car, you bring it to the garage and say there's something wrong with my car, there's a funny sound out of there, and you sort it out or give it a service or whatever. But with your own body, for some reason, we tend to put these things off. We kind of go, ah, yeah, sure, ah. it'll be all right, it'll be grand, I could deal with it. If it's still there next week, sure, I, might, I might give the doctor a ring or whatever. Don't. Put it off. Just go now. Go now if you feel something different. And of course, if you're a young woman, particularly today, uh, this is a good message to send out. Check your breasts. Check your breasts constantly. Doesn't matter. You can't do it too often, I imagine. I don't know the exact amount of time. Ashley, how often are you meant to do it? How often are you meant to do it, Ashley? Oh, God, As a woman. enough now. Yeah, like, would you uh, would you do it often? I would, yeah. Okay. <laughs> is this, is this an embarrassing conversation, Ashley? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's not meant... See, isn't this part of the problem that we find these things like testicles, yeah. prostate, breasts? We find these things embarrassing to talk about, yeah, don't we? Yeah, well, look, like Jennifer was saying, you know, you know your own breasts and, like, you would yeah. know your own... Testicles is the word. Go on, spit it out there, Ashley. I think it's just important maybe every month or so, you know, after the shower, I just give a little root and just make sure. But it's also probably important to note that, you know, a lot of women around their period would, you know, suffer kind of, would would have lumps and bumps as well that would obviously uh, leave then after you get your period. So there's that as well. Or you can get infections in ducts and things like that as well, which can change the shapes. It's just to know your body. Like by the time I went for my ultrasound, my lump had disappeared and, okay. and it said to me that it was obviously hormonal and it was just something to be aware of yourself but not nothing that it must have been a blocked duck or, or, duck yeah, or something or like that or a lymph gland or something yeah yeah yeah. because you can get lumps and bumps of course if you have an infection in lymph glands sometimes people get them at the backs of their ears they can get them down the throat they can get them on their breasts they can get them anywhere these are your lymph glands which can become infected as well 
Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.